America. The world's greatest wilderness. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We are not just documentaries narrated by old British men. We will not be summarized to our national parks or our tragedies. We are not caricatures of emotionless characters. We might laugh, but we are definitely not a joke. Our dreams are valid. Our hopes are valid. And we will change because we must. This is a compilation of our tales, our conflicts, our challenges, our solutions, our means, our hopes, our cultures, our futures and our lives. Welcome to Pod Save Africa. Hey guys, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's your host, Akande Adairle, and welcome to this episode of your monthly news up update. It's the month of September 2017, and uh, today I'm going to be taking you through the happenings on the African continent. So let's start with, uh, uh, as you guys know, the format. It's a top 10 item format. I count down from 10 and give you some of the news I've researched and found um, to be to be highlighted uh, on the African continent. I definitely encourage you as well to look at some of the, some of these stories yourself and try and keep up to date with African news. It's important. Um, so let's start with number ten. As some of you might know, uh, Nigeria has had a uh, a situation in the su- southeastern region where. There have been uh, what people would call agitators for uh, independence um, through the indigenous people of Biafra. Uh, Biafra, if you guys know about the Biafran Civil War, um, the Civil War in Nigeria was actually around the fact that the southeastern part of the country wanted to secede and form its own nation. Um, that did not happen, and it ended up in a very costly and bloody war. Uh, but now there is a uh, new faction led by a, gen- a fellow called Anamdi Kano, Kano that um, leads this group that essentially agitates um, and is uh, you know trying to essentially bring that dream back to life in some form. Um, this time around, though, it's it's a relatively much relatively smaller group of people who are interested in this. Um, he has no. Uh, military background, unlike the last time uh, that was led by uh, General Ojuku. Uh, this there's a lot of um, a lot of people are upset with this kind of thing, and um, there's always the risk that a faction like this that you know starts to make noise and starts to uh, attract a lot of unemployed youth that that could become dangerous. Uh, kind of like Boko Haram did in the in the northern part of Nigeria, um, but. And the news, as supported by the Premium Times, uh, the military declared uh, I, them a terrorist organization. Um, and the way in which this happened was very strange because the military uh, declared them a terrorist organization. And then the country, uh, through judges, through the judicial system, ended up also declaring them a terrorist organization. I think that kind of probably fell out of order. I don't know if the military has the right to unilaterally uh, 
declare uh, any part of any anybody a terrorist organization. I think only the executive can do that. Um, however, uh, in, in the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of uh, friction because the Nigerian government sent the military uh, down to some of the southeastern states with the uh, mission of uh, ensuring that there was no violence. However, that was seen as well. That reasonably as well could be seen as agitation. Um, there are a few incidences, but no mass violence, um, unfortunately. Uh, now, on to the next story. Uh, this one kind of has a little more to do with the um, the United States. And uh, in, in the, the this this past week was the um, UN uh, meeting of all the nations and uh, UNGA, I think, general the General Assembly, UNGA, United Nations General Assembly, that's what it's called. And uh, Trump apparently made a statement to the African leaders during a speech that his friends go to your countries to get rich. Um, now, you know, the, uh, the President Trump says a, a lot of stuff, um, most of which is, uh, you know, inconsequential in many ways and sometimes harmful. But I guess this one was a bit of honesty that should be a forewarning to us about how um, a lot of our nations are being exploited by people with the capital to do so. Um, if you ask anybody, it, it takes some money to make a lot of money. Um, and these people are coming in from other countries and exploitatively, they're not interested in the well-being of the nation or its advancement. Um, they come there and they utilize the resources that we have um, to make money. And I'm not saying that some of them don't come with good intent, but um, the statement was very loaded with a kind of uh, money-based, um, I guess, direction, which is basically implying that we're being manipulated. Thanks for letting my friends come over and uh, manipulate us. Okay, so moving on to the next story. Um, this one is more on the optimistic note. Uh, the southern part of Africa actually beat their target for new power generating capacity. Um, they uh, they uh, collaborated on a set of national grids that uh, that were created in 1995, uh, and they you know commissioned a lot of uh, megawatts of of new generating capacity. And um, apparently, in, in good news, they have exceeded exceeded their targets for 2016 by about 11 percent, which is which is uh, amazing. Um, the South African Energy Minister Mamoloku Kubai actually put out this news and, and kind of just explained that hey, you know, they're doing even way better than they expect. And this is great because, um, as as many of you might know, that it's it's. Uh, power and uh, constant electricity in some way serve as an equalizer by giving people access to uh, information because you know you need you need to have a charged laptop to go on the web and such and such. Um, but that's that's fantastic news um, on on the uh, more positive note. Um, in uh, number seven in Niger, there were uh, as you you guys have probably uh, heard in the news, there have been a lot of there's been a lot of flooding all over the world, um, and, and especially in Africa, where um, Sierra Leone first was seriously hit. I think over 600 people were dead, lots more even missing, um, and many people displaced due to subsequent mudslides. 
now in uh, Niger, uh, flooding leaves, um, you know, many people. I mean, uh, that toll is 56 people and uh, tens of thousands are, are homeless. Some people lost their houses, their livelihood. And just to help you frame this, um, it's like uh, waking up one morning and leaving your house for work and coming back and your house isn't there anymore. Um, so all of your possessions, everything you own, um, even your your sense of place too is is displaced because suddenly uh, the space where you might have lived for for years and decades even um, is suddenly just just gone. Um, now the onto uh, additional news: uh, Ghana, uh, number six on our number six spot. Ghana unveiled free education at their senior uh, secondary schools. Um, which is phenomenal news. Uh, President Nana uh, Kufuado uh, promised Ghanaians a quality education with uh, expanded inf physical infrastructure and uh, free textbooks, which is just like amazing. I mean, if you know the amount, the amount that that does for the country in terms of uh, you know giving people access to one of the great equalizers, as almost every politician that you've ever heard says, education is a great equalizer making that system free and I, I don't understand, I don't you yet know what the details are on funding that and, and all of the above but um, having that as a uh, as at least a goal in the short or long term during his term is, is phenomenal um, because then you have people who get to learn um, for free without the barrier of whether or not they're able to afford it and then even doing uh, so much more by making sure their core textbooks are free as well because um, you know, the, the kid with the parents that are wealthy um, doesn't have to think about how much textbooks cost. But, you know, as we all know, there are very many people who don't uh, remotely have that kind of money to start to consider how much textbooks cost. So you're already giving um, very many people a pathway to upward mobility. And uh, this is fantastic. Now, a great thing to see additionally would be improvement, continual improvement in the uh, quality of education and all those kind of things, which will make this. Um, and, and really, you know, that's a very forward thinking move because, you know, you're, you're setting a country up for the long term future. You have people that have at least the minimum level of skills, then those people can bring value into the economy and, and all those things help the country long term. Um, now. Another headline, um, this has more to do with Turkish Airlines. Uh, and this is also kind of on the up and up and a very fascinating way. It's more um, an observation. Uh, the, the Turkish Airlines actually put out that um, that uh, that Somalia is one of their most profitable destinations world, worldwide. Um, and this is in a, a Reuters interview um, because they're the only international airline there. So the amount of, um, you know, they're making a lot of money there. And as you guys are aware as well, there's a lot of political unrest there. But um, it's always very uh, good to see uh, large organizations of any kind um, taking a chance on the country and, you know, having access to, to flights means people can come in to the country for business, um, do all the above, and, and hopefully um, some sense of stability arises from that. Um, and then uh, it's uh, and then for Turkish Airlines, probably even very good. And if you really frame it, Turkey in itself has also had a lot of political unrest recently. Um, so, you know, they, I guess, haven't been used to that or operated under those conditions. It means that they're, they're probably more willing to operate in another country under those uh, those uh, 
conditions. Um, uh, at number four, uh, actually, let me let me stop before I go into the second half. Um, this week, I'd like to take a break to give a shout out to uh, self care and taking care of yourself and taking a break. I think that it's important to sometimes just uh, do something you really enjoy because uh, sometimes it feels like you could drown in the amount of work or school or whatever it is you may be doing um, at whatever time, whatever you feel like you're obligated to do to um, at least survive or progress. Those things can become very burdensome. Um, so I definitely recommend that you take a break, you know, do something you like, you know, try and do it once a day. And by, by, by that, I don't mean, you know, pop open your Twitter or, you know, you know, cut all that stuff off. Just, you know, go ride a bike, go take a walk, go work out, go eat something um, and don't feel guilty about it afterwards. Um, also, you know, within as, as your pockets permit, um, to just do something you like, uh, do something, you need to do something different, take a break this week. Um, and yeah. All right, so back into the episode. Um, South Africa, Senegal, uh, Ghana, and people from from the, from uh, came out into the streets to march in, in uh, solidarity for uh, the Rohingya Muslims in in uh, Myanmar. If you guys are not aware, um, there's been this uh, tragic, uh, what can only be described as ethnic cleansing, going on in Myanmar. Um, and th the uh, military of Myanmar has been uh, murdering and mass uh, Rohingya Muslims, um, effectively making, causing a mass exodus of them from from uh, Myanmar to Bangladesh um, because uh, the military is pretty much just you know indiscriminately murdering them, you know, killing them as they run, all those kind of things. Um, there's a lot of background to this. Uh, you know, they've been uh, for a long time been uh, ostracized within uh, Myanmar because they're 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 not Buddhist. So Myanmar is mainly uh, Buddhist. And by the way, all this stuff is not necessary in Africa, but it's just important to see why we're standing for them. Uh, Myanmar is in is a Buddhist country primarily. Um, but, you know, the Rohingya Muslims have been ostracized as a result of their religion. Um, in that country and for a long time. And that led to uh, people becoming, you know, agitated and, uh, you know, small groups of Myanmar's, Myanmar people set, became uh, the equivalent of a terrorist organization and attacked some police locations and then some people. I um, mean, the Myanmar uh, military has responded with absolute force and, uh, and not just attacking, not even just specifically looking for those people who were terrorists, but pretty much just, uh, attacking an entire, an entire group of people. So they've, you know, they've gone around killing, murdering many people. Um, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of, uh, Rohingya Muslims have had to, to, um, to flee. And we, um, as Africans, you know, even despite sometimes our very difficult conditions, have realized that something is, is not going well. And marches are held um, in many African capitals across South Africa, Senegal, Ghana, um, to support and, and show solidarity with these people that, you know, you are not invisible. Um, we see you. Uh, uh, your, your, your worries are ours as well. And, and we're, we're uh, doing our best to support you. Um, now on to the next item, um, as you guys are aware, 
Uh, there's a there's an election held in Kenya a few uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it resulted in the win for in a win for um, President Ken, Kenyatta, the incumbent, against uh, Raila Odinga. And um, you know what came out subsequently was subsequently was that the the Supreme Court said that the uh, results were annulled because of uh, indiscriminate. Uh, not indiscriminate. Um, in improper results, there are a lot of issues with like data sheets, and they didn't or ensure that all the votes were correct, uh, affecting up to I believe a third of the votes. So a consequential number of the votes were um, suspicious, to say the least. So um, the uh, the Supreme Court annulled the decision, um, and that's you know I think that happened more than a day after, a little while after the uh, incumbent had won. So imagine that's kind of a big deal and a good thing really because in some way, just uh, hypothetically, not hypothetically, but theoretically because it's it shows the strength of a judiciary and a democ democracy like Kenya um, for them to be able to say, hey, you know, you don't get to be president because these things were, elite, uh, were, were not done properly. So we're going to run, we run the election. So they're planning the uh, rerun together now, and um, you know one of the things that people are concerned about are uh, are you know uh, legal concerns um, because it's not something that has been done before. Um, so uh, while trying to ensure that the election runs the right way this time, it's difficult to put in new people where when the incumbent is the guy who is. Uh, at the on the on the uh, hurting end of this um, this situation. So, and if you guys are very interested in learning more about this and learning about the Kendays themselves, I did a podcast with two Kenyan law lawyers a few weeks back, just before the election. Um, that episode is um, is is on there. You guys can go ahead and look at that. It's on it's on the feed. Um, it's called the Will of the People. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you guys will enjoy that very much. Um, so now under number two, so uh, opposition in the Democratic Republic of Congo has now gone on strike um, and the opponents are essentially trying to get him to announce dates for the elections um, that, you know, but the government isn't budging and has uh, aces up as, you know, they, they, they essentially um, aren't budging and, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out how to uh, have a, an election because, you know, that's just one of the weird things about uh, budding democracies that there isn't always a set um, schedule for elections. The incumbent calls the election date. So there's a lot of control that the person in office always has over these situations. Um, so the opposition has gone on a strike to uh, protest this. Um, now, uh, in other news, in, in, in number one, um, the UN has moved to protect South Sudan's civilians um, in, in a more heavy way. They've been there in South Sudan, um, effectively trying to uh, protect civi civilians to some degree. But now, because um, South Sudan has been in a four-year civil war, um, and the you know the military chief of the, of that mission specifically was fired last year. So they are now, um, they're now supposed, supposedly supposed to uh, 
do more to protect the civilians that 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 are caught in the civil wars. The issue with civil wars is that you have uh, relatively small blocks of people actually doing the fighting, but the amount of firepower um, is uh, is too much. is 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 so great between those groups, those two organized groups that they are um, that many people are uh, are are dying as a result and are suffering in, in between the civil war. Um, and, and the governments, uh, the the government alone is supposed to have a monopoly on force, but in this situation, that's not the case. Um, please keep them in your thoughts and your and your, your prayers. Uh, South Sudan is the newest country, at least was the nearest country in the world, and I think it still is the nearest country in the world. And they've been struggling um, because of uh, a very fragile peace that brought the country into existence. Um, so you know, continual. Uh, thoughts and supporting uh, organizations that that do work there um, and actually su- support uh, victims of hurricanes and earthquakes and flooding in other countries. Don't forget to support um, people in Niger, people in Sierra Leone, people in Maduguri in northern Nigeria. Um, so just uh, supporting as many people as you can, um, just uh, helping, you know, helping in, in whatever whatever way you can um in additional news just throwing out another uh uh bonus item there's been a, a serious clashes be- in ethiopia between uh oromia and somali regions um you know you have thousands of people fleeing the uh a somali region of the country because of ethnic clashes and that's that's uh very tragic um anyways uh, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget you can follow us on Pod, Pod Save Africa on Twitter. Um, feel free to email me as well at uh, podsaveafrica at gmail.com. Send me your comments, send me your notes. Um, if you have interesting news stories I haven't highlighted, send it to me. I'm going to put it up just before the next episode and just you know put that out there that this is what's happening. Um, I appreciate you guys listening and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Let's